Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Thursday the 15th of July. Hello, Charles. Hello. How are you going? I, I noticed uh, that yesterday's show, we were a little bit downbeat at the beginning. Yes. So I think we should be really happy. Really happy to be back on the podcast doing something other than thinking about the fact that Sydney's lockdown, where we are both are, has been extended for another two weeks, Charles. But really nationally, that's the big story today. Mm. That is the big story nationally. But because we want to make people feel good about the world, we're not going to focus on that. We're Are you instead, going to change got, the format of the podcast to not yes. be about reality? <laughs> I'm not going to make it about Sydney lockdown for once. We, we've had a lot of comments in reviews saying that it's a little bit Sydney focused. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I've got some really good news from overseas. Right. right. Well, overseas people are having a lot of fun at the moment with all mm. the vaccinations in their summer. Well, not so much in Malaysia, though, because oh. in Malaysia, this is a true story. A COVID testing site was forced to close after 204 staff of the 453 people there tested positive. So essentially half their staff had picked up and presumably were spreading COVID to the people. To every single person who got <laughs> tested. So they turned up negative and went home positive. It's, it's yeah. not quite how the value proposition of testing is meant to work, is it? Yeah. So I thought that would that's a nice sort of little story to start off this podcast. It's a nice sort of well at least we're not in Malaysia. Dom, like Yes. I mean yeah. I thought you were going to f- come up with some sort of human interest heartwarming story, but yeah. instead it was just the misery of others. And that's become a theme recently too. We've had this quest going of trying to find people who have it worse than us. Yes. Uh Jenna and Victoria from the feed yeah, not not bad efforts, but Mark Humphreys was pretty miserable. That was that was a yeah. good chat. Today it is the Chasers, Chris Taylor, our very old friend. How are we getting all these amazing guests, Tom? It's I mean, it's such a huge variety of uh... people we've known for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and they seem to be available because of the thing yeah. we're not going to talk about. But we will be finding out what Chris Taylor has been up to in lockdown. Also, uh, just to cheer you up even more, and it and the listeners up even more, um, intern Alexa has some thoughts about house prices in Sydney. Charles, do we need more stories that aren't from Sydney on this podcast? I'm thinking we just might. Yeah, I think that, uh, look, what, what you should do is listen to today's podcast and we promise yes. that tomorrow we won't have a purely just Sydney. It will be a Sydney-free zone. It will have to be yeah. for our own mental health, frankly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think right. that's a very good idea. But first, yeah. let's go to Rebecca Dianamuno in the Chaser Fake newsroom, which is fake, not in Sydney. The Australian government has once again shown its tough-on-borders approach today after towing back a dangerous-looking ship full of drugs and needles. When questioned on if the ship was possibly the latest shipment of Pfizer, a government spokesperson said the government's war on drugs was extended to any substance that could lead to parting and potentially a good time. 
In a last-minute move, the New South Wales Coalition have cancelled the extension of the state's lockdown. The action comes as an urgent cost-saving method, as multiple Liberal MPs have been rushed to hospital after they realise the financial cost of the extended lockdowns. In a joint press conference today, Scott Morrison said, we have a golden opportunity to further our vaccine rollout by ensuring there are less people who need the vaccine. There has been turmoil in the Liberal Party following two weeks of stay-at-home orders in Sydney. The staffers complain of inefficiencies and frustrations regarding having to find more work-from-home friendly surfaces to come on. Some suggestions put to them were kitchen sink, bookshelf and the outdoor cubby house. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno and who the fuck are you? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Who Do You Think You Are? Tonight on Who Do You Think You Are, Xander Zhivanev finds out who he thinks he is. I found out who I think I am. Who Do You Think You Are? Proud sponsors of The Chaser Report. So, Charles, we've been trying to find someone who has had a shittier experience in lockdown than us at home with our families. Mark Humphreys came close. Jenna Rowan and Victoria Zerbs were clearly doing a lot better than us. What about Chris Taylor, our old colleague? He's got a bit of a double whammy with lockdowns. Hello, Tails. Hello. How are you doing, guys? Well, we're, we're shit. We're really <laughs> shit, Chris. <We're> <laughs> right. you're so shit that even, even the concept of pleasantries in podcast conversations seem to have deserted you. You, nah. you no longer do the how are you? Oh, I'm not doing too badly. People have it worse. There's none of that. Yeah, nah. I've got no pleasant, no time for pleasantry. Oh, no, because I've got all the time in the fucking world. Whereas for me, this is a very brief uh, break of not minding my three-year-old, um, for which happens about 20 hours a day at the moment. Yeah, no. Isn't it interesting? Like, you know, when, when did this whole thing start? Like March last year? And do you remember there was sort of a brief period where I don't know about you, but it was sort of the novelty carried you through those first couple of weeks. Mm, Remember, everyone was baking sourdough and bringing casseroles around to their neighbours. I haven't seen a single shot on Instagram of sourdough (laughs) this time around. I don't think any, no one's not even making magic two-minute noodles. I reckon everyone is so over it that the novelty's been sucked out of it and we're all just now in. I've got the shits mode. <laughs> yes, that's that's absolutely true. I did see someone, one person who is a professional food critic who did the sourdough. But frankly, if right. that's the standard we're aiming at, then no fucking way am I baking. It, I mean, what would it look like if you saw a picture of sourdough on Instagram now? It'd sort of look passe. You know, mm. like when you see someone in a hypercolour t-shirt or something. It's sort of going, well, that's so last year. What are you doing with your sourdough? Unless unless it's vintage sourdough. It's like the oh, same yes. loaf from last year that's now kind of trendy in a retro way. Maybe. No, no, I think this year's sourdough would be, you know, a housemate killed their housemate with a piece of sourdough. <laughs> that's where we're at mentally. That's true. Right. Look, as you mentioned, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of feel a little bit like a lockdown addict because I've bounced from lockdown to lockdown across the year. So I was working in Melbourne a couple of months ago. 
Um, and it's almost impossible to go to Melbourne without experiencing lockdown. Yeah. And, and Melbourne does great lockdown. There's no question about it. They've got it down pat. But then, so no sooner was I sort of out of the Melbourne lockdown when they finally emerged back into society, then um, my job was finished there and I was due to come back home to Sydney. And what, what fucking bad timing. I mean, <laughs> literally, I think the day Sydney announced lockdown was the day I flew into Sydney. Oh, God. It's sort of... You know, I, I, I was sort of glad to come home, but it did feel a little bit foolish to go from lockdown to lockdown. And I'm now wondering if rather than sort of whinge about it, it it's just almost try and set it as a sort of a hobby and to collect all the <laughs> lockdowns of Australia. Yes. Charles um, Charles was going to go to the NT in the first fortnight. And the amazing oh, yeah. thing was if he'd managed to escape and make it up there, he would have got to experience the Territory's only ever lockdown. Well, <laughs> It's certainly one that's on my list. I think they're out of lockdown now, aren't they? But I'm, I'm, I have full confidence in all our leaders in this country that we'll get another one in NT before the year's out. So um, I'm kind of keen to experience an NT lockdown. Yeah, yeah. No, apparently they're very beautiful. <laughs> oh, they would be, especially around sunset. And can you imagine? You know how, how much people have drunk in like Sydney and Melbourne? Mm. Can you imagine the drinking in a Darwin Oh, lockdown? my God. <laughs> Yes, there would be mass fatalities in the street. So how does a Melbourne, though, compare to a Sydney? Is the Melbourne lockdown more artisanal? It is. It's, um, look, the, the main difference in all seriousness is there's a, there's a fundamentally different relationship towards mask wearing. Um, in Melbourne, people willingly wear masks. You know, great, great designers have been brought in to make them. People wear It's mandatory to always to wear them outside, unlike in New South Wales. But people go beyond that. People don't just wear them inside and outside. People wear them swimming. Uh, I think people shower in them. Uh, a lot of people I met make love in masks. It's, it's that kind of thing. There's a real commitment to masks that's yeah. been drilled into them. Whereas in Sydney, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, as you know, it's, it's not mandatory to wear them outside. But even I found even in places where it is mandatory, like there could be a shop whose product is COVID. Like the, the, <laughs> and people would still be inside that shop with COVID leaking all around them going, nah, stuff this, I'm not wearing a mask. I mean, my local cafe, Chris, on the weekend, they did this thing where people were queuing up for takeaway orders. And what the guy did every time was if we had, had to call out someone's name, he would pull his mask down. So the one moment where he's shouting, like, Chris, Chris, he's actually pulling the mask down to be heard more clearly. I was thinking, you don't quite understand what this is supposed to do, this mask. Oh, but look, you know, credit where it's due. Did he did he spit inside the coffee or did he stop short of that? Well, I, I didn't want to criticise him in case he did. <laughs> so, look, yeah, the mask thing is definitely one of the differences. The other thing is there's not this debate between Pfizer and AstraZeneca. It's sort of just whatever's best for the common good. Um, where Sydney sort of got brand loyalty or brand preference, <laughs> as if it's a, a you know a mobile phone contract or something, and it's and it's sort of weird. I mean, I, I, have any of you guys had a jab yet? Yeah, I'm fully vaxxed. Yeah, we're both fully vaxxed. Oh, are you? Oh, you're yeah. ahead of me. <laughs> I, I, I you're not good with technology. Aren't you still on like the iPhone Seven or something? <laughs> I am, but I, I assume there's no tech involved in putting a needle in your arm, is there? Oh, or is there? Bill Gates would beg to differ. My, my the reason I've held out, I, I'm I'm just waiting for more choice. I don't think there's enough choice in the market at the moment. Like, uh, you know, it's sort of not confusing enough about which one you should get. I'm kind of waiting for 
I don't know, it can't be long before Audi is releasing the Audi vaccine. It, mm. it might kind of seem like Pfizer, but it's spelt with two F or something <laughs> like that. <Is> it? <laughs> Knowing you, Chris, you, you want some sort of uh, microbrew, uh, like, so, or, or like your record label, you want an indie, an indie vaccine. Yeah, I'm sort of waiting for the Seattle vaccine. <laughs> a really cool one. Look, but I mean, I sort of wonder. I am pro-vaccination, in case that wasn't clear to any listeners of the podcast. I just, I'm literally just disorganised and haven't got around to it. But I, I did wonder with the anti-vaxxers. Um, I don't know if you've spitballed this already on the show, but whether you sort of need to, you know, smuggle it into them. I, I'm not suggesting holding them down and jabbing them, but it's. Let's, I don't know what 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 are anti-vaxxers like? What do they do? They sort of hang out in Byron. They like things like. Vitamins. That's what they like. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So if, vitamin or hash cookies or whatever it is, if you can just inject that, you know, you know, Pfizer into a Swiss vitamin mm, without yeah. them knowing, then we're going to have this pandemic licked before, the, before Christmas, aren't That's we? That's a great idea. I mean, you could just say it was a homeopathic vaccine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sell it at a Mullumbimby stall next to Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe if they made a smokable one. Uh, now we're cooking. Yeah, that, that's good. Well, could you? Why, why not blend drugs? We're all up for a cocktail every now and then. Why instead of just having booze and I don't know ecstasy or whatever people do, could you not have pot and Pfizer with, within a joint or something just to get all the anti-vaxxers in Byron on board? Look, we'll, we'll have a word to the scientists about that. I, I don't see any problem with that at all. <laughs> Nor do I. Nor do I. Just here to help, guys. We'll get Kevin Rudd on to this straight yeah. away. <laughs> get him on the phone, to everyone in Mullum. It'll sort it out. <laughs> Well, Chris, I think just through sheer quantity of lockdowns, you've actually made us feel better. Well, well, well that, that was the aim. Whether I exaggerated my hardship or not, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just here to make you guys feel good. And I, I'm sorry to hear it. you've been doing it so tough. But, but also a part of me is not sorry at all. So um, <laughs> <laughs> We would expect nothing less. It's always great to chat. Coming up on Who Do You Think You Are? Wait, wait, who do you think you are? Uh, Xander Shivanov. Mm, can I see some ID? Sure. I don't know, mate. This looks a little suspicious. I'm going to have to take you in for some questioning. But you guys told me I'm Xander Shivanev. Oh, come on. Who do you think you are? Proud sponsors of The Chaser Report. Now, Charles, um, look, Alex has raised some matters with me, one of our interns, during your time away. Mm. And look, as the person who runs that part of the company, mm. I think we really need you to debrief him on the way he's feeling because I think he's finding it hard to, t- to cope with the lockdown at the moment. Oh, really? Okay. Alexia, are you all right? Uh, I'm not doing well. I'm actually freezing at the moment. I'm recording this from a park a couple hundred metres away from my house. Really? Why? Are you all right? Is there anything- um, I mean, everything should be fine. Everything's technically all right. It's just the people who live above me decided this was the best time to uh, change their bathroom around, you know, move their shower from the south wall to the west wall where the sink was and move the toilet one metre and add two bidets. I, it's just, I don't think they're fucking insane. It's, um, it's really getting to me. Right. Because yeah, yeah, no, I, I had that last week with some jackhammering, but... But surely, I mean, it is a good time to, to renovate. I'm sure tradies are giving discounts. <laughs> they yeah. work during this period. You, They're probably getting a great deal. You're stuck at home. You might as well, you know, fancy up your place. But, but all, all your neighbours are stuck at home as well. The noise of the jackhammer is so loud, but it's kind of more painful getting this, you know, audible confirmation that these people own their place and they have the right to just tear it apart whenever they want to. Are you one of these people who rents, are you? 
That that that's me. Yeah, it's it's so painful. Because because I think I take comfort in hearing other people renovate because it just makes me feel like the value of the properties in the surrounding area are going up. Yeah, along you've got to think about the, the the value of their equity, Alex. Yeah. So what about that? Have you factored that into your anger? See, you know, you know what I usually think about. I usually lie in bed without sleeping, thinking about how I'll never own a place in my life. You know, that's kind of the thing. And then I get woken up at 7.30 by these jackhammers. So I, I, I guess I just don't have time to, to think about the equity. See, the problem is you're not thinking positively enough. You, you're just, you're taking the need. You've, you've just got to affirm uh, you got, and do affirmations about positive thinking. Mm. And then eventually you'll end up with your place. That's your problem, Alexa. You're one of these Gen Z people who just are negative because you think you won't ever own your own home. And... Just think of the positive contribution that you're making. Mm. Like, I know you, you've been upset about this and you're having to record in a park, even just mm. to do your job, but just think of the yeah, way your rent is helping the boomer who owns your place pay off their mortgage. Yes. That's good for the economy. I, I guess so. Yes. I, guess, I guess I am kind of helping out, aren't I? Kind of being a good guy here. And it means, it means that they can use all their franking credits on something else they could they could buy a coffee from you mm. in your second job as a barista or or you know spend spend money at JB Hi-Fi in your third job as a JB Hi-Fi salesman that's true I've actually got to get there pretty soon um, I don't know how much longer I can stay on this call cool. I mean how's it how's it worked out for you guys has the positive thinking helped you well yeah no the, the power of positive thinking and being born 25 years before you has has really done wonders for uh, for my position yeah i mean for me getting to enjoy a huge amount of my life before COVID even existed mm. where it doesn't really matter because my life's you know the fun part of my life is basically over now it doesn't matter that i can't go out and see friends and enjoy myself for potentially years to come but for you oh that's probably a bit of a downer isn't it yeah just thinking about it i've got this strange feeling i've never had before i think it might be called empathy normally you've got to pay a lot of money to get that charles <laughs> it must it must suck ass for you you know what you should do yeah and you know what i did what you do is you inherit a whole lot of money. That's what you do. Oh, right, 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 right. Are you suggesting I kill my parents? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, ideally. That's what I did. It was right. great. Didn't a federal okay. treasurer not long ago say that if you can't afford a house, you just need a better paying job? Yeah, right. I mean, well, that, that's in your hands, right? You could, you could enact the treasurer's advice right now and just... I think it's more the know, coffee shops. My salary. I think the coffee shop is, will be a better mm. bet for a pay rise, Alexa, if that's what this is <laughs> that about. That is a lot better right. business than our one. True. <laughs> that all makes sense now. Thanks Thanks so much for the advice, guys. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful for all the advice, but I'm also a little bit sleep-deprived from all the jackhammering, so I reckon I'm just going to have a little nap here in the park while, while I can. Just what you should do, just, just leave a little note while you're, on, while you're asleep that says, not technically homeless, just young. Because it's sometimes hard to tell the difference for the cops yes. when they come around. Yes. Because otherwise, I, I'd call the cops on you if, if I thought you were too homeless. Yeah, because if it's turning uh, homeless people in the park, it might ruin property values. Are you there? Alexa? Alexa. Hello. Oh. Hey, I think he's passed out. Oh. Never mind. Let's go to a break. 
Welcome back to the final game of this series of State of Origin. New South Wales already has this seriously locked up, but will Queensland be able to come back to prevent a total wipeout? That's exactly right, Jim. New South Wales has achieved scores well over 100 so far, and Queensland has been scoring low numbers consistently. That's right, Craig. Now Gladys is setting up to tee off. She's been consistent with her light lockdown strategies, and that has really been effective in driving up the team stats this season. Oh, now John Barillaro has positioned himself behind the captain. He's been called out for a few dirty tactics recently so we're eager to see if he toes the team line. Oh, and Jim, they're off. The boys from the Northern Beaches are screeching up the flanks. They're once again looking for a big day today. However, Queensland captain Anastasia Palaszczuk has intercepted the ball and passed it off to the Sunshine Coast. A lot of close contact on the field today. Silly mistakes are being made and both teams are working out the best way to lock down the ball. But Craig, I must say the celebrations from the players off of the field is a shameful indictment of the game. Too true. Too... Oh, it looks like the Sunshine Coast have lost possession and the inner west from New South Wales is racing towards the the try line. New South Wales is expecting big numbers from those boys today and it looks like they're following through. Wait a second who's that invading the pitch? It looks like it's Daniel Andrews. Daniel Andrews has jumped the fence and is looking to have another go at the lockdown action. And that's the siren. New South Wales has won the series this July but judging by how the match unfolded today and the enthusiasm from the players we'll be here again next week. 
tallying the votes, counting up who voted for whom. It's all very confusing. Nobody really understands it. Surely it's better to just go, I reckon I won, and that's that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Giuliani yeah. uh, told Trump on the night, the quiz is the quote, just go declare victory right now. You've just got to go and declare victory. Yes. So I would like to announce that the yes. Chaser Report is the number one podcast in Australia. In fact, <laughs> we a- get more listens than all the other podcasts put together, Charles. Yes. I declare and, it. And also, I'm actually declaring that I have just been named uh, Cleo Bachelor of the Year. That is because you believe you're no longer married, is that right? <laughs> I believe I'm no longer married and I believe I am <laughs> pretty hot. Pretty fucking hot. Congratulations, Charles. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think this this goes to the heart of the mindfulness. There's a whole sort of mm. industry um, of people who say, you know, if you affirm something every morning, if you just affirm things, they come true. Well, I think that's what Donald Trump was doing. I think he was being, he's essentially a 70-year-old hippie um, <laughs> just trying to be a bit mindful and meditative about, the, we should take more notice of him. I mean, to be fair to him, yes, he did say, I'm going to win the next presidential election, and it actually happened yes. the last time. So why not again? Charles, I declare that the lockdown will end tonight at midnight. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, if you're in Sydney, uh, looking forward to a big party at my house. So everyone, come on down. It's going it to be, be legal. It yeah. just will. I it just will. declaring it. It's legal. Go to chaser.com.au um, around the clock for news. If you want, follow us on socials, as we always say. And, look, we always beg you for a five-star review, but apparently it helps. So we're going to do it again. Your uh, code word to please put in the review that you leave today is... Australia's number one podcast. <laughs> yeah, officially certified by themselves. Our gears from Rode Microphones, we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. See ya.